Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, I hope you're all doing well. And uh, in this episode, what I want to spend some time talking about is an overlooked skill that every advisor, every one of you needs to master to fulfill your uh, full potential. So what skills am I talking about? Well, it's not a riddle, but let's, let's talk scenarios for a second. Let's talk a little bit about kind of the state of our game, as I like to call it. So here's where we are. Um, think about this. We have a ton of technology coming in our space, right? We have a ton of tools, right? From automated financial planning tools, presentation tools, communication tools, uh, rebalance tools, reporting tools, 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 tools. I mean, you could spend literally, and I've got clients that do this, um, you can literally spend, uh, and some of you may have done this, you look at your credit card statement and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much stuff I actually pay for every month. Now, whether you use it or not, it's a whole different, whole different scenario, right? And, you know, I, I think what happens a lot of times, and, I, and I'm probably speaking a little bit more of the younger generation, our, our next-gen advisors, where, you know, they grew up with technology, or you grew up with technology, if you're one of them. And, you know, we, we have this scenario where it's easier for some people to text than to call. Uh, it's easier to send an email than to have a conversation. And it's easier to sit in a conference room, boardroom, meeting room, and put a financial planning uh, tool up there, uh, you know, just, you know, whatever you use, right? And you start showing the pie charts and all this, and, and you end up in very much a presentation mode. Now, the problem that I have with that and, and, and what I see in our industry, in our profession, is that because of all these great tools that we are losing are, are at least atrophying the skill set of rapport, influence, interpersonal communication, right? And the bottom line is that we're relying on our tools to get us to a yes with a client or prospect, when in, in actuality, uh, while those things help, right? Like if I give you, if you're an athlete, if you're a race car driver, I give you a great car, but you're a crappy driver, you're not going to get a good result. If you play, if you attempt to play golf, right? And I give you the, the, the number one Mac daddy, $900 driver, but your swing stinks, right? All you're going to do is hit it further out of bounds and not down the fairway. Well, this same scenario plays true in our world. Uh, all these wonderful technology tools are great. But if you are flawed, if your psychology is, I don't know if I deserve to be successful, um, if you're here just to sell people, right, and you don't have the right skill set, it is irrelevant what you buy. So what is an advice, what do you need, right, to pull this off? So I'm going to share with you a process which I have developed, which I'm going to teach this September. Uh, in Orlando, Florida, to my Magellan Network members of, you know, what it really takes to get somebody from here all the way over here. So from, you know, suspect, prospect, to, to really, you know, engaging them, 
right? And then what we call the program is called get, get the S or getting to the S. So what's it take? So let's talk about what we do, all right? We are in the people business, all right? I as a coach, you as an advisor, advisor, wealth manager, financial planner, whatever your label is on your business card, you're still in the people business, okay? So you and I both have very similar challenges. My challenges are I need to build a deep enough level rapport with somebody in order for them to trust me so I get the truth. Because if I don't get the truth, I cannot make the recommendations to help them. Gee, that sounds familiar. So what do you have to do as an advisor? You have to build massive amounts of rapport to get the truth so you have, so they trust you to get the truth, right? And then I go ahead and make the recommendations to help them. Same game, right? You deal in planning and money directly in life. Hopefully you do a lot around bucket lists and lifestyle, things like that. I deal with money indirectly because my job, people retain me because they're not satisfied with the results, which are normally code for economic results, right? Bottom line. But the basis of all that, the basis of all that is that we go ahead and we must build rapport, right? And so if you're game in, in, so without rapport, you have no influence. And for some of you, again, next-gen advisors, you think influence in terms of like Instagram and YouTube and uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. And that's a version of, of, of influence, right? That's what we'll call social influence. I'm talking about influence somebody one-on-one when you're with them one-on-one. -on -one. Whether that with them is you're physically in the room with them on a video chat, GTM, Skype, FaceTime, whatever. The same rules apply, okay? Number one is rapport. Physical rapport is the foundation of all trust. Physical rapport is the foundation of all trust. Physical rapport is the foundation of all trust. Now, let me ask you, how much time do you spend consciously checking on that when you're engaged with a prospect, a client, a colleague, a center of influence, or any human being. Personal life, same story. How much time do you spend consciously building physical rapport? Physical rapport basically breaks down to two broad areas. Physical so body language, right, physiology, and VQs, voice qualities, right? So body language. So if, for those of you who are doing the uh, podcast thing, you got to visualize this. For those who are watching on YouTube or you've got the video piece, you're going to see this, right? So physical rapport means, you know, body language, right? So number one is if you're if I'm connecting with you and I'm going to watch how you, if you're, if you're standing, I'm going to watch. If you're watching the video, right now I am standing squared out. Balance both feet, shoulders squared out, right? Some people have a lean to one side. Some people have a lean to another side. Some people lean in, some people lean out, some people gesture with their hands. If you know me, if you follow me, I do. If I don't have my hands going, I don't communicate really well. All right. So body language. Now, if they're sitting down, same thing. Are they sitting square in a chair? Do they have lean to the left, lean to the right, lean in? Do they lean back? Where are their hands? That's physical. That's a version. Of, that's a. That's an element of physical report. Okay. Got to have that. And by the way, if you so if you want to check, if we don't play with this. Go to a networking, next time you go to a networking band, a chamber thing, a nonprofit thing, whatever, mixer, whatever you got going on, right? And just, hey, I'm, and just when you're, when you're going to be chatting with somebody, just say, okay, check them out. 
And then let me kind of let me kind of go where they're at. So a little lean this way, a little lean that way, lean back, lean forward. Are they using their hands? Are they not using their hands? Do they use their hands a lot? Do they hands hands a little? They're both in their pockets, right? You check all that out, right? That's one way to build physical rapport. And by the way, same thing on video conferencing. So you watch how your prospect, client, COI, whoever, you watch how they roll, and then you roll with them, okay? The second thing you do is voice qualities. Now, what I'm gonna put a caveat on this, and when I say voice qualities, so if you're from, the example I always like to use, right? If you're from like New York, New Jersey, Brooklyn, uh, and you're talking to somebody hypothetically who was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama, I am not asking you to go from there to there. It is inauthentic. Okay, it will not work, it will sound stupid, it will be a bad idea. However, pace matters, right? So are we talking fast, are we talking moderate, are we talking slower? And by the way, do not confuse pace of voice with intelligence. That's a that's a broad misconception people have, which is, oh, you know, well, that person's a little slow, right? No, they're not. They're just, they're just more of a kinesthetic communicator, right? We're not going to get into that up on this episode, but they're different communication styles, right? So what I want you to do is, first off, check their pace. Next, check their volume, right? And then check if there's any kind of rhythm or cadence to it. You know, some auditory people have a flow or rhythm to their voice quality, right? All the people, they go right through it, right? So if you just focus... And then look, oh, by the way, back on the, on the VQs, voice qualities, look for favorite words. A lot of times people have habitual words they use as sentence bridgers, like ums and ands, uh, yeah, that, that's cool, or whatever it is. There's always going to be some terms that you'll hear out of somebody on a regular basis. And if you could parrot those back in your sentencing, you will also build rapport, provided it, it is authentic. All right, that's the one caveat in all this, all right? Critically important. See, if you're sitting there and your concept is that, well, my financial plan will definitely win them over, right? It, my, uh, my allocation, my portfolio strategy is going to definitely blow their doors off. Here's the problem that you have. Unless you've built up enough rapport with them where they'll trust you, how are, they gonna, how are you going to know you got the right information? Remember, most human beings are emotional decision makers. They make decisions. We make decisions on consequences, vision, heaven, which is positive outcomes, hell, negative outcomes. And if you don't have that emotional roadmap, that emotional blueprint, it is impossible to tie in your recommendation to their need their want, or their wounds. And until you can do that, you're only going to be working with the intellectual information that you have with a person, not their emotional information, which is going to drive their behavior. So you see where I'm going with this, right? So you can be a brilliant planner. You can be like a rock star. But if you don't master the people skills, you don't master that. Oh, you're still going to get some clients. So let me be very clear. It's not about, oh, man, I'll fail out of this business. No, no, no. You're still going to do okay because you're smart enough. But it, you'll be highly frustrated your entire career because you're going to be scratching your head and wondering, man, I really, you know, I, I sat down with these people. I asked the right questions and I got information. I put together a rock star plan and here's my allocation. And, and, you know, they want to think about it. 
they you know they weren't sure they wanted to make any changes right now. Um, that they, they're you know they've decided to stay with their current advisor, even though that person has ignored them, mistreated them, overcharged them, underserved them, but they'll stay. And all of you have had that situation where you've had you ran to somebody. I don't care how you they ended up in your world. Seminar, referral, COI referral, don't care. Doesn't matter. You sit down with them and and you they have an advisor. And the advisor, as you talk to them about it, they're not doing a good job. And you go, oh, okay, well, that's logical, right? So they're not happy. The person's not doing a good job. I do my analysis. I confirm they're not doing a good job, right? Doesn't matter what it is. Um, it's a no-brainer, right? They have to make a change. Yet, for any of you who've been around for a while, guess what? It is not as no-brainer as you think it is. Now, why is that? Because you didn't go deep enough and create enough pain and you forgot the one thing. And I'm going to end this episode on this. It's a question and I'm going to give you the answer to the question. Question. What is it that you represent as an advisor? to any prospect slash, or quite frankly, any human being in general. What is it that you represent to any human being in general? What is it? Freedom, planning, portfolio, making more money, solving a problem, all accurate, not the answer. So see, you hang around long enough to watch these videos, you get some good nuggets at the end too. Here's the bottom line. You, as an advisor, represent change to another human being. They hire you, it represents change from either A, doing it themselves, B, their current relationship, or, or C, they're rolling out and now they have an advisor where they did, they did not have one before. And oh, by the way, they're also retiring, which is a major life change, right? So you got all this stuff mulling around, right? Think about that. And we all know how much Human beings love change, right? See, what I tell my the people who come in my world, not so, you know, to work with me personally, I say, look, are you ready to change? Are you ready to get uncomfortable? Because if you're not ready to change, you're not ready to get uncomfortable, you probably don't want to hire me right now. Now, my job, if I'm doing it properly, it's going to make you highly uncomfortable. Because change is about being uncomfortable. There is no evolution without discomfort. So when you're sitting with a prospect, you got to remember what you represent to that person. And, they, and because of that, they're afraid of it. And fear is illogical. You cannot solve it with more logic. Another pie chart, another Money Guy Pro rendering, right? Another portfolio tweak is not going to get you over that hump. And that's why some of you scratch your head going, I don't understand. How, how come? Because you're thinking logically and not talking to them emotionally. Big gap. And by the way, I will say this. Since the advent of all this technology, I see the gap getting bigger, not smaller. You know, all the people out there with all these wonderful tools and there's all this next gen, which I embrace. I love young people, right? My, my children are coming in this business. I advocate for them to come in this business. But they're going to have the people skills. Because that's stuff you can figure out. In fact, you can hire. You don't, they only, I tell them, you don't even have to be a great planner. You can hire that. Be great with people. 
Be great with people and you'll dominate and create a rock star business. All right? So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on this episode of the Magellan Network Show. And remember, send me questions. I'm happy to answer them. And if you have not done so, I invite you to apply for 30 days Magellan Network membership. Zero cost for you. I take all the risk. I invite you to come apply. MagellanNetwork.net. Until next time. This is Coach Joe Lucas saying, be successful, be grateful, be uncomfortable. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net. Net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.